0: Damn, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Jump Street Podcast, episode 145. I'm super excited about today's guest. How you doing, Billy? Hey, how's it going? We have a back-to-back uh,
1: Bama episode right now. Last episode, episode 144, we had Charles Dunkel on. Uh, now we had to do the follow-up with Rob Thompson. Not super really. hyped for this episode and looking forward to it. We have a big week weekend ahead for skating, for mm-hmm. rollerblading. For aggressive inline, whatever you want to call it. But we have the Blading Cup coming on this weekend. So looking forward to that. Got a lot of people in town right now. So it's going to be a good one. But before we get started with this episode and before we talk about the current events, I would like to do my quick spiel. So if you don't, please follow us on all of our social media networks. We have a Facebook, you can give us a like. We have an Instagram, you can follow us. We have a YouTube page, you can hit the subscribe button and the notification bell if you like what you're seeing. If you like what you're hearing, we also have an iTunes. Uh, You could listen to us there. If you like what you're hearing, uh, we would appreciate it. If you can give us a five-star rating, a review. It helps give us a boost up the algorithm. Uh, You know how that goes, super scientific stuff. (laughs) We also have a Patreon. If you would like to be a Patreon supporter, you can support us in our efforts to do these podcasts for $3 a month, as little as $3 a month. When you become a Patreon, you are automatically entered into a free giveaway every month for something from our online store. That could be a hat, a mug, a t-shirt. We have a hoodie now, um, tank top as well, five-panel hats, and um, we have exclusive content. So we do section reviews with our guests. We do three pieces. It's been a while since we've done one. We got to get going. I've been injured, but we're gonna figure that out. Let's we get do, moving. Let's get moving. We do inside outs. Those are our trick tips, and um, but we're gonna do and. We did a last one, a section review with Charles Dunkel, and we have some post podcast footage with him on there. And we are going to do the same with our guest this on this episode, Rob Thompson. So, looking forward to that. And thank you for joining.
0: Yeah, we got lots of good stuff up there. I want to give a shout out to our patrons. This week, we have uh, our new Patreon supporters: Brandon Ashcraft, Matt Bennerick, Powell, Eric Larson, and Jamie Murray. Thank you so much for supporting the show and. Speaking of our Patreons, we have a WTF this week brought to us by Patreon supporter Jonathan Martin. And we have a WTF veteran, which is Briggs, aka Ghost Boobs on Instagram. Wow. Rough Macchio, but on the frame, not the soul plate. And it's a street clip too, which I dig also. <laughs> wow. I gotta be a little bit biased against uh from park uh street clips versus park clips. So he did it on the street too, which is awesome.
1: He's way too uh He's way too good. He has too many like original not too many, but so many original ideas uh, mm-hmm. on Blades. Love his stuff. Huge yes. shout out.
0: Super cool. Huge shout out, Ghost Boobs. Give him a follow on Instagram. Him and Tree go like head to head for uh WTFs, I feel like. They're both their feeds non right. nonstop, just what the hell's going on? <laughs> but it's awesome they have,
1: they, have, they have some good real estate in the in the WTF of our of our uh, collection, I guess you would say, of episodes.
0: Yeah. They both deserve more followers. If you're not following them already on Instagram, go ahead, give them a follow. Uh, you're definitely going to enjoy what they have to, to offer on Instagram. But that definitely. being said, are we good to go with our guest, our very special guest this week, Billy? We're good, we're good to go. I'm pumped for it. Hell yeah, me too. Everybody, give it up for our guest this week, Mr. Rob Thompson.
1: <laughs>
2: Yo, what's up, guys?
1: Hey, welcome to the podcast. Good to uh, have welcome. you on. I'll-
2: yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I'm super psyched to be here.
1: Cool. Yeah, I'm uh, super stoked. I've been a huge fan for a long time myself. Um, just remember like everything in your career on the time, like first time seeing you, I think was uh, I think VG 12 was one of the earlier times when you were in the Battle my crew, the Bama Battle my crew. Um, and it goes back life plus all this stuff. Obviously, rejects came later. But um, when we have a new guest on the episode who we haven't had on in the past, I'm always curious to know how they started, what their genesis was on into rollerblading. So um, we had Charles on last week and he okay. was saying, uh, I was saying, oh, it doesn't seem like there were many uh, before you in Bama. Like if, it seems like you and Charles were both kind of like maybe some of the earliest guys in Bama. So how did you get into it? And uh, how did you like, what was the first video you saw? How did you kind of get into this world from uh, upskating?
2: Yeah, so that's a pretty long story. But uh, so I'm not we have really time. from Alabama. I am I was born in Champaign, Illinois, where I lived till I was 10 years old. And I mean, I was exposed to sports at a very, very young age. And I skateboarded when I was like seven. And I had adjustable rollerblades that were, I mean, I don't even know what brand they were. I mean, I was a little kid. I was... Skate, ice skating doing everything snowboarding skiing so i was gung-ho on anything active i could do and then when i was 10 we moved to pittsburgh pennsylvania and rollerblading i got more involved in it we played street hockey you know wayne's world everybody loved game on game off yeah. like we <laughs> yeah. always were doing that rollerblading everywhere um and this is so sad one day My buddy Andrew, I don't remember his last name, came to school and was talking about, dude, I watched this video. And I want to say it was hoax two or one. I don't know. This was 94, 95, 96, something around there. So if that video is then, that was it. But my ass was like, I can do that. Some little kid just spouting off that he can do tricks that are in this video. Of course, I couldn't, but I, uh, for my birthday, my parents took me to Shady Skates, which was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I don't know how long that was around. And, you know, learned to skate, went there a couple times. I was, you know, doing soul grinds. I guess people were teaching me what to do. I, my memory is rough. You're asking me to go like way <laughs> while back ago. here. And at Shady Skates, I broke my leg in three places, like completely snapped my leg in half, broke my tibia in two places. And then my fibia straight in half Oof. The, the week we were moving to Alabama. So a little kid just can't do anything. Parents are moving to Alabama like it was a wreck to move to Alabama. And I was. I was like, I'm not going to rollerblade. I can't believe I broke my leg. So I started skateboarding for a while. actually went to Woodward for skateboarding first. What? No um, way. Funny story. I am in a Woodward brochure on a skateboard. What? No uh, way. Where We got to find this. I actually this. have this. Um, so, you know, I, I was okay. I mean, for a tiny little kid, I was skating little vert ramps, but... I was like, dude, on rollerblades. Those things are attached to your feet. Like, you could do some shit on those things, and that's how I got into rollerblading. And same sort of thing. Like, in uh, I grew up in Hoover, Alabama, uh, which anybody who's like into sports and is kind of our age or a little older probably knows the show Two a Days. It was like this story about high school football. That was the high school I went to. But, uh, like, just grew up mobbing with kids around the neighborhood. And uh, Charles went right into the story about we met at this church next to where I grew up called Hunter Street Baptist Church. Well, I mean, I was, go- my mom, bless her soul, would drive me and my friends around to skate spots and just like sit in the car and read a book <laughs> while we just like skated all over. So, dude, everything I owe, I owe to them. Like, they were instrumental in anything I ever did. But uh, anywhere I went, it was, "Oh, Charles Dunkel did this. Oh, have you seen Charles Dunkel do that?" And I was like, "Who the fuck is this person? <laughs> <laughs> it's, he's a myth. He's a myth." And sure enough, that one day at Hunter Street Baptist Church, we were just skating. He rolled up with Wes and Sean, and just laced this backside <laughs> on a ledge that was chest high got in his car and dipped out and i was like damn (laughs) (laughs) that was charles dunkel okay all right okay i get it now so genesis that is the genesis story of rollerblading real quick for me
0: oh my god that's so
1: sick that's like first of all there was so much in there there was um It's funny, in the the notes you were sending, and I was looking over, like, the notes, and you said shady skates. I was like, what does shady skates have to do with Raleigh? That's uh, surprising to know.
2: I'm glad you brought up the notes, because, like, I met... So, again, my parents, like, we grew... I grew up in Illinois. My aunt's in Chicago. We would always go back for big Thanksgivings, and Scrap was in Chicago, right? Right. And I met J.B. Snyder skating at Scrap in like the early 90s before anybody knew who anybody was and like we were just trying to figure shit out and like i mean i knew jb for years i guess he went to arizona and i just we lost touch but that was that was a crazy trip down memory lane and like all the years we went to woodward and like people i met there and i mean it's amazing how many like memories were met just from mobbing and having fun as a little kid
1: yeah that's so crazy like uh that scrap and shady were like a part of your childhood because those are like i started skating around like you know 96 like do you know what i mean like end of 95 very end and the videos i was watching like scrap was in there shady skates was in there you know you'd see like clips of jeff frederick at shady skates and like vg6 and you'd see like all the guys skating like scrap like the hoax 2 guys went there and they were in all these, uh, all these things. So it was very well known. I was wondering, yeah, like, why are these in your notes? Like, I just thought, <laughs> you, yeah, that, that's interesting to know. Um, wow. So, um, yeah, so you, you went to Bama, you met Charles, and, and uh, so that was your first experience with him. How did you, like, go to further meet him and, and get in there and, like, Wes and Sean as well?
2: So, like, I guess through a skate park or somehow Sean and I got hooked up. I think and then we ended up going to some skate parks in like Decatur Alabama and I don't know I guess Charles maybe had just turned 60. Charles is not that much older than me like he's 40 41 or something I'm 39 so like we're pretty close in age but like he got his license and then I mean we would always skate together in the weekends some crazy stuff like when I was a little kid I call a little kid, I was like 15, I guess. I remember he took me, or my parents let him, Wes, and Sean, a couple other people, we all went to an ASA down in Mobile, Alabama. And like, I mean, I can't believe my parents let me go on this trip with Charles. It was (laughs) the funnest damn trip a 15-year-old could ever have and never should have been on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, what happened on that trip?
2: Oh man, uh, I don't know. I might have placed in the AM contest. I think that might have been where like Solomon recognized who I was and was like, "Hey, do you want some skates?" Or I think that was like my first exposure to like getting asked to do something. Um, I know yes. I'm jumping kind of around, but again, my parent. I, I was really fortunate. Uh, my parents took me to like NIST contests in, uh, Detroit. I actually went to Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco for a NIST contest. And like through these ASAs, like I eventually, I only made it to like one final. It's funny as hell. Like for as competitive as I am in the perception that I have out there, I've never won a fucking thing.
1: (laughs) Really? (laughs) I never noticed that.
2: So like I made it I to, feel like, like you've that...
1: won an IMYTA though, right? Didn't
2: you? Nah man. I never won. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Damn. <laughs> um, but uh so I did make it to like finals and I got to go to like Las Vegas and like Naples, Florida one year and see all like Aaron Feinberg and like I mean, it was amazing to see these people skate park like out of control out of this world and that's co- sort of when like money was flying around like crazy too so yeah. i mean it, this is so fun to be here you guys made me think about things that i hadn't thought about in uh, 20 years
0: <laughs> yeah it's so fun yeah you, you were so excited um when you sent us the the list of like all the ideas you had jotting down i was like this is gold i can't wait to post this and like see what people think you nobody except for shout out Montgomery Monsters in the chat nobody except for Montgomery Monsters guessed that you were going to be the guest so i was like excited to actually announce that it was you coming on the show so i think it took people by surprise and uh, yeah now you, you i love how excited you are and it just makes us more excited to actually talk about this shit too because you know we love hearing these stories and you're such a popular guy
2: and i mean so sort of back to the question like it was just an evolution i mean growing up we really only saw each other during the weekends and like weekends were mob skating time. Like we always went to warm up. We always session ledges. You didn't really ever break out a camera at where we were warming up, but like we were always in our crew. Someone had something on their mind that they wanted to do, had a spot to go to. Maybe they weren't even going to do the trick that day, but wanted to go look at something. And then, you know, maybe we'd skate another spot, but we'd break ourselves trying to skate all day. So that was about all you could handle. And again, sort of back to the really competitive drive. Like, I spent every afternoon after school skating a setup rail for seven years. Like, just trick after trick after trick after trick. Go eat dinner, trick after trick after trick after trick. After trick. Like that's I lived and breathed rollerblading. I loved it every second of it.
1: You know, and it actually comes off that way when like you look back and you think about like how you were like skating on some of these big rails and big spots. Mm-hmm. It makes sense that you were getting comfortable on the on the P rails. Were you skating the P rail, like by yourself every day after school?
2: Yeah, so I mean we had a crew so like I mean I skated with skateboarders too. So we had like setup boxes set up and but yeah, I mean, the majority of my time was spent in the driveway by myself, practicing all week so that I could break out some tricks for the weekend. <laughs>
0: sick. That's so sick. In the dojo. In the dojo,
2: that was yeah. the concrete jungle.
1: <laughs> yeah, Sick. That's cool. So you got, you skated with, had skateboarders that you skated with. Uh, I remember I was talking to Charles about uh, his experience with some of the skateboarders in Alabama. And I know some of them were a little hostile, especially back in the day, but you didn't have that experience. I like
2: never had that experience anywhere that I went. I mean, it was weird. Like sometimes I'd like hear sort of a snide offhand comment, but I mean, I'm not trying to fight. I'm not really like, can't ignore that. I mean, if I ever saw something happen to someone, yes, it would get addressed, but I didn't experience any of what happened to Charles. And I also went away for a period of time to college. I mean, I left Birmingham, I didn't go far, I went to Auburn, which is literally just two hours south, but you know. I mean, I'm away at school. I'm not Makes coming sense. to hang out in Birmingham every week. I'm partying and going to football games. Come on.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Auburn's beer like, uh, pong was that. a fucking priority. Get it straight. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right? Well, I, I heard you got like credits for that at Auburn. It was like a credited uh, class, the beer pong class, right? Yeah. The beer yeah, yeah. Team. yeah. Yeah. The beer pong team.
2: I mean, there's math involved. It's like a uh, 100 course. <laughs>
1: yeah. Take away one cup, two at the same time, bounced it in. It's like, you know, there's a dynamics in there and physics. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was also interested to hear the uh, the NIST and ASA stuff. Like, you know, I think a lot of people really know you as like when they look at your skating and especially in the sections, just like a very hardcore street skater, at least in at least to your like what your character is in the skating. But you were you were going out to like a lot of these NIST and ASA competitions like in that, era too so there was like a drive to want to want to be in there too huh
2: yeah i mean i want like i saw these guys on tv and in magazines i mean maybe this sounds superficial but i had goals man like i wanted a pro skate i wanted to be in magazines like Mm
0: -hmm.
2: i wanted attention i wanted to be someone someone was like that dude inspired me to kill myself on rollerblades <laughs> in a good way
1: yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah. you you get what i'm saying like definitely and that's the way i looked at like dustin latimer and josh petty and charles dunkel i mean these i wanted to do tricks like that i i ain't gonna try anything like charles but you know what i'm saying <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Everyone skates completely differently too, and it makes sense the way you skated the rails that the that the way you did. Um, and I know we're going to be jumping around a little bit here, but you mentioned how going to the ASA or the NIST before and Solomon like kind of like spotted you or whatever. Um, I kind of only remember you skating Solomon's, and I was curious if you skated any other skates. But when Solomon came up to you, that was, was that your first sponsor? Um,
2: probably like the. Uh... Yeah, the first person to like give me product for free, I think, was them. Some someone else might have beat them to it. But yeah, like to your point. I was I was skating Solomon's when they mm-hmm. saw me skating. Oh, okay. And like I, I guess the blue ones, the light blue ones were like the first Solomon's, am I getting that yep. right?
1: Yep, absolutely.
2: Yeah, like I had those skates. I skated Solomon's from the from day one and that's kinda like, I don't know, like i've texted billy a little bit like when i went to the comp down in miami i got juiced and like wanted to start skating again but i was trying skates and i just couldn't get anything that felt right and no one had the the kindness to be like bro you haven't skated in 20 years get it together nothing's gonna feel the same instead Mm -hmm. i'm just like out here bitching um but yeah i i have skated different skates and you know uh like the cream razors Mm -hmm. dude you could torque anything like i don't even know how to torque in the first rail i jumped on i was like did it Mm -hmm. awesome (laughs) um and i always had i always wanted to skate for a different company
0: but i could never (laughs) skate anybody else's (laughs) skates. well it's like interesting that salomon was that company too because salomon is a more corporate brand than every other Skate, or I think every other skate company at the time, at least. They're you know?
2: a subsidiary of Adidas, bro. Yeah.
0: yeah. So how? So how was that? My I mean,
2: checks said Adidas on them. That's and they pretty They actually crazy. gave me a damn check.
0: Well, that's <laughs> that's, that's a bonus of skating for I a corporate. I I had a picture. You should have saved the no, check.
2: I just met a paper check. Like, who gives somebody a paper check? Put it in my account. I mean, that existed <laughs> back then. Direct deposit,
0: wire the shit. Help. Yeah, we got I'm paper checks back paid. in the day.
1: Yeah, paper checks back then. So funny.
0: We got paper checks back I, then.
1: Well, and- I, I think even the fact getting checks from skating is like something <laughs> that was way more prevalent back then uh, at all. Yeah. So h- how did it go from like how did it start? Like, uh, well, I know your relationship started with Solomon at at uh, Mobile, Alabama, but uh, how did it get into the place where you, you got on the team? Because Solomon team was a pretty prestigious team. Like, you know, you had Vinny Minton, Aaron Feinberg, you know, Wilfred Rosignol, Shane Scour list goes on, and and you were part of those ranks, Um, and then, yeah, getting a check, pro, and eventually getting a skate. So how did that uh, relationship kind of cultivate? Two skates. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Two skates. I forgot about that.
2: (laughs) Uh, You know, I don't even really know how it all happened. I know, like, I was being flowed product, and then I was AM and making just a little bit of money and got a little more product. But I was getting clips, right? So I was like, "I'm gonna make a whole section." And they weren't really asking me to make a section. And I guess that was the first Solomon video. And I was still am then. Um, but after that video, they were like, "Yep, we're gonna, you're gonna be pro and get a skate." And I was like, "Hell yeah, I'm not asking questions." <laughs> I honestly couldn't tell you. Someone else may know the answer to that, but it was that's literally how it happened in my mind.
1: That's sick. Um so very naturally then I guess. Like very just Yeah.
2: Yo, so when I was a super grommet like when my mom was driving me around to places, I was trying to get sponsored so hard and Razors was just like, You're not good enough. You're <laughs> not good enough. Charles Dunkel is our man in Alabama. Yeah, you're it's not happening. I was so bitter. <laughs> so
1: bitter. Damn, they, they only needed one from Alabama. That's it.
0: Just one. <laughs> We've got enough, okay? Yeah. That makes no sense because there were like 20 skaters in New York City on races at that time. <laughs> like everyone no, was in New York. I, I no, think, but I think there was like
1: a lot of flow, but in terms of like getting on the team, it was just like uh, yeah. Dustin and Mike. And I think, I think Razors felt the same about New York. They were like, right, we got Dustin and Mike. Yeah. That's enough for right now.
2: Well, and I mean, I'm sure, like, I'm sure the guys before me had a hand in it. And I'm sure they weren't like, hey, we're just taking the Sam and doing this with him. Like, maybe they did. Again, they're corporate. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: But the relationship between Solomon and I did not end on tasteful terms. Like, man, they did not like me. And when Brandon Campbell got on the team, oh, bro, balls to the wall, we thought we were rock stars, just like, man, when we went to Puerto Rico, oh, that was the best trip. I didn't even skate. I, I had a torn ACL. They fly me to Puerto Rico. Brandon Campbell and I are there just, I think he might have skated, but we just were terrorizing the beach and having fun the entire time. <laughs>
1: I feel like Solomon was kind of like known for this thing. Like, you know, you like you look at like the old Solomon videos of like Aaron and Shane, like, you know, Aaron's like throwing up somewhere and like speaking a language that you really can't understand. I feel like that's like that was kinda of like part and parcel of like the Solomon legacy, you know? <laughs> you, you, know you had who shoes wanna... to fill. You had big shoes to fill.
2: <laughs> I was trying, man. <laughs> I, tried. I tried. Uh you know who I wish I knew where he was? Wilfred Rosanel. Yes. Wilfred was the baddest dude. I watched him get run over by a car. And what? he was fine. He was fine. Just what? got up like wow. it was nothing. And he was the nicest, kindest, go-out-of-your-way-to-do-anything-for-you person. Like, I hope he's good, man.
1: Yeah, it's been a minute since I've uh, heard from Wilfred. I hope he's good, too.
0: It kind of seems like it fell off. He had, like, the best style, too. So smooth. Great style, yeah. Mm -hmm. Great skater. Mm -hmm. And there's one more thing I wanted to ask about the Salmon thing before we jump off. it. Like, did you notice that it was run corporately compared to other brands? Like, you had other sponsors, obviously, later on down the line. Did it come off that way at all? Like, was Salmon, like, the main thing you had to attend to? Or was it just, like, whatever? It seemed like it was kind of wild. So...
2: And I want to back up one second, like, the team of Solomon, um, like, incredible, like, incredible family, like, traveling with Vinny, traveling with everyone, just, we had so much fun, and I hope everyone had as much fun as I did, because I know I was a crazy ass, so I hope they had fun too. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, definitely, it was definitely corporate, um, but I don't think I noticed it. Because I never had a real job in my life. I mean, my life was rollerblading. Um, That's all I really knew. So I didn't have a lot of sponsors, really. I skated for denial, and Majet was amazing to me. Um,. I I love that whole, I actually still rock some denial stuff now. So, uh, Sick. I blow up Adam Kilgore and annoy the shit out of him. I'm like, send me whatever you have. I'll send <laughs> you money. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And then four by four, I guess that was all my sponsors, right?
1: I mean, yeah, I feel, I feel like with, with, with the boo company, you just had one that you stuck with the whole time until, <sighs> uh, until the end. But um, I was actually going to mention, and I want to kind of get into that too, but uh, you mentioned denial. I wanted to mention, bring up denial as well, because like you were like, uh, you know, it was. I feel like uh, when denial first started, it was kind of like people from the Northeast mainly, you know, like the Kelso's, Dustin Holler and Jimmy Shute and Mike Elias. And then like, you were kind of like someone from like out of that region, the tri-state area that became a part of it. And then it started kind of to grow outside of that, kind of starting with you and you taking trips up to Philly. so. Um, I was going to ask one, how that relationship developed. And then two, like about this, uh, the famous top soul clip you did in Philly, like the, the drop double kink rail. That was just like, at the time, like eons beyond what people were even imagining to do. Like people were like, maybe kind of just starting to get into the drop rail era. A drop kink was like, you know, uh, I think Jeff Howard was one of the few that was dabbling in this territory, but not many were, and then you were already there and then you were doing the drop double kink. I just remember how like much of an impact that had on that video and during that time. So uh, I know that's a big question, but if you can kind of get into all that.
2: Yeah. So, uh, so let me start with meeting like Majet and Mm -hmm. that crew. So that I met them at an ASR. And again, really fortunate. I, where I grew up in Alabama, I was like an hour away from a skate park called The Wall that was in Tuscaloosa. Yes, named after the Pink Floyd uh, collection. Um, but this family was incredible. Like uh, John and Bon are Tammy and Gary's two sons that are twins, they live here in Atlanta. And I've been skating with them. But they took me out to ASR because they own the wall. They were invited to come out to this trade show. And they were like, and I'm 15 or 14 maybe at that time. We went out there twice. Um, But I was out there one time. I don't know if I was there with the wall or with somebody else. But Majet just came up to me and he was like, yo, you're really good um you think you want some denial clothes or something same sort of like i'll flow you some product and i was like hell yeah um and again it just sort of grew from there and i mean he was giving me stuff so why wouldn't i rep whoever's supporting me like i don't gotta go out and buy t-shirts They had badass sweatpants that they made like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i'm gonna rock people who support me um and Always had a place to go in Philly. I don't even the re- One of the first times up to Philly, I guess, we were in Shuda's house. I guess it was. I want to say it was like a frat house. I don't even know. But we were partying. Yeah. This must yeah. have been like when I did at the time that I did the drop kink rail. Maybe Charles came up separately. I don't know. I spent a lot of time going to Philadelphia and skating there because, you know, Majet always had a place for me to stay uh the kelsos were there they would always show me skate spots um i always tried to just travel and skate whenever somebody would say hey come up here if i had a place to go and i i was going man and what else was the question i'm sorry oh no so <laughs> I so um
1: Oh, the so, kink rail. The, the, yeah. The, the, this, yeah, man. Yeah, this so, drop kink. The night of the kink rail, because that was a pretty epic moment.
2: I swear they had been talking up this drop kink rail. Like, oh, talking it up, talking it up. And I must have done that rail, like, a couple hours off the plane. Because we went there, checking it out, checking it out. And, you know, I got this. Uh, the cops even pulled up at the bottom of the rail. I did it twice. Uh the first time the cops pulled up and like, I thought I was going to jail and they were like, nah, you're not going to jail. And I did it again. Uh, And it goes, it kind of goes back to that. Like I had practiced all this, man. Like, right. I, I have this weird ability. Maybe other people, I'm sure other people have it too, but I can actually turn off logic. (laughs) in my brain sometimes and be like your body knows exactly what to do so do it and would i go back and try something like that now bro i will not even drop in on a ramp (laughs) like i'm not trying drop rails i'm out here i do a soul grind and i'm like bro did you see that
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's sick um, yeah, that's that's like super epic of uh, one of your many hammers, you know, you have all these hammers and I had a, a, a someone, a friend over here uh, who comes on the podcast uh, chat room sometimes, Tim Gazzi, and he was like, you got to talk about all the hammers done in basketball shorts. And that in and of itself <laughs> is crazy. The amount of huge kink rails and hammers and gap the flats on kink rails and huge things that you did. <laughs> in basketball shorts was was wild did you ever have to like pay the price for that like on the leg on the injuries because there's not much protection
0: yeah on, it's, on hot now, man. it's
1: hot now <laughs> that makes man. sense that makes well, sense but yeah
2: i mean you pay the price i'm i actually was skating the other week we went to columbus georgia to meet some folks uh you might know them from the ghetto community los and uh yeah. and his girl jackie and yeah. some guys from the montgomery monsters came over like mm-hmm. joey mark and jeff and i think malachi was there little malachi the ripper uh, yeah and um shit i completely forget where i was going
1: we're, talk- oh, yeah, we're sk- talking about the basketball, basketball shorts, shorts or, yeah, what the hell. <laughs> uh,
2: so yeah i mean you got to break out the basketball shirts shorts it's funny though like i think it helps me it makes me more conscious like hey if you miss, this is going to hurt much worse. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: You're going to pay. Yeah. Yeah, See, me, I I, I I skate in shorts a lot, and I get a lot of hell for it. Sorry, Huston, but uh, no. I get a lot of hell for it from, like, Bolino and them. Um, but, yeah, like, my shins, it, it looks like I skate in shorts, so so I can relate. It's But it's comfortable,
2: right? I mean, when you're it's skating It's going to be comfortable. Around.
1: It's going to be comfortable. But, but the level of some of the hammers that you were doing in shorts is kind of – it's kind of wild.
2: My favorite was the short. It was where I really kind of faded out rollerblading. But, like, I always was rocking, like, a bandana that matched whatever shirt. And somehow I was trying to tie it to something else wearing shorts. Like, I loved, like, trying to pretend that I had style.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. I I think it's funny that we, the security that we got from the fabric of having Something covering your shins, like, that does nothing pretty much. Like, when you think about it, it's not like you're wearing a shin guard anyway. Like, when you have shorts on, it's not that big of a deal. You rock your shin, you rock your shin no matter what. But it's just like that little bit of security having that piece of fabric there that does it. Mental thing. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's all all mental thing.
1: Plating's like, 90%
0: mental. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, No, it is
2: not. not No, you don't think so?
0: (laughs) Why? Did you get bit in the ass by that? I feel like most of it is.
2: I'm telling you, like you have, you said 90% mental. Well, I, th- I think a lot 90.
0: of the,
1: lo, 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 I think a lot no, that's high, but a, a lot of it the things high. that hold you back from what you can do at a park versus what you do in street is like the risk factors, the things that stand in the way. And you have to kind of overcome that. All of that's, it's not so much about ability. A lot of the time it's about like, kind of getting over things in your head and putting it in perspective. So there's a lot, there's a big psychological aspect, I think. Yeah.
2: Okay. And yeah, I'm coming at this a little different. Like, like I said, I'm trying to skate a little bit, right? So Mm -hmm. like I spent 15 years not skating and not treating my body with the respect that it should be treated. And because of that, literally skating around when I started back like five months ago was hell. Like you have to have some physical ability, like muscles built to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, and then the mental part, I guess could become an issue. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I, I, I know what you mean. I guess, I guess I mean when you get to like a certain level, cause I could fully relate. I had time where I had to take like a year off uh, for like a shoulder injury or almost a year. And then just like, Skating around wore me out. Got so tired so fast, and even just like backsiding a quarter pipe, like it was, it just wasn't as easy as I had taken it for granted for before. So I I know what you're saying. Yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Um,
0: when, we're about, like, I, hammers, when we're talking about like the hammers, since we're talking about the hammers and everything, I want to like, continue on that that train um, and talk about that. We talk about epic tricks of yours. Like, can I, I get a
2: hammer off my chest? I right, go for it. Philadelphia is listening edit so Rancho Bernardino where I did soul grind jump the kink to soul grind, and I think Brandon Campbell died trying to do soul grind to front farm y'all know the spot I'm talking about was it in, in Rancho Minnesota?
1: Bernardo Rancho Bernardo
2: do you know california
1: the spot? Yeah, 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 mm-hmm.
2: And Jimmy Shooter, like, way back in an er- uh, denial, one of the first videos out of Philadelphia, soul grinded this rail. Yes. Um, and, man, did they talk shit on me. They were like, bro, you won't even do the rail. <laughs> and they bet me money. Somebody, Jimmy Shooter, owes me $10.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shooter, we got to get that money up
2: yeah i mean we're talking interest i am in finance i mean this has gone on for too
1: long <laughs> <laughs> Interest. we gotta be talking at least 95 96 dollars right now
0: come on we shouldn't
2: push in the benjamin come on let's make it simple <laughs> just one piece of paper shoot let's get oh, that paper funny.
0: up let's get that paper up but i wanted to continue to talk about um the imyta i believe it was the esco zoo imyta we jumped off the fence onto the rail the soul grind and I believe yeah, it yeah. was, was it Rob G that called you out on it and that like kind of oh, fired you up? I wanted to talk about that because that was an iconic moment and not only a kind of iconic moment, but one of the most iconic IMYTA moments of the time. So I want to know like your side of the story from that. You're hopped up on the fence about the gap to the rail. You're a, it seems like you're kind of like scared on the fence about it no pun intended. you know
2: i missed the first time right yeah you, you got it yeah it the yeah. first time that i never saw that fall in anything i'd love to see that it's in I the uh like, oh.
0: imita actual the imita dvd it's in it i think or yeah, a video group or something like that yeah oh a video group eye. i think yeah like the fish eye day eye day shot day of it right country. in front yeah but it's in there but um What was it like from your experience? Like, you were kind of hesitant about it, then Rob G called you out. Like, you you can't do it, Rob, and then you just laced it. Um, And the crowd went fucking crazy. It was so sick. I got to know your side of it.
2: Dude, that has to be, like, one of the greatest feelings a person could experience, like, in their life. I mean, like, the crowd, I couldn't see anything but people standing up on that fence. And, I mean... Perception is reality. I didn't think I was hesitating. I know Mac was, I was like holding Mac's hand trying to get steady, so maybe my, I was hesitating, but I thought I was just getting steady. Uh, but yeah, Rob G knew exactly how to throw some gasoline on that. <laughs> <laughs> Him yelling that out, I was like, what in the-
1: did you, did you say that? What shit? A tarnation. Yeah,
2: exactly. I'm sorry. I'm, I should have disclaimed I'm probably gonna like cancel myself before I ever got started. So forgive no. me. What do you
0: mean? No, no. Uh, no.
2: But yeah, man. Like he, when he said that, I was like, "All right, we're not leaving until this is done. <laughs> I don't care how many people are here, how many p- times it takes. This is happening." But Mm -hmm. yeah, landing that, going into that crowd of people, dude, it was awesome. Yeah. I
0: I was hoping that Rob G would be in the chat because he usually is in our live chats, but I don't think he is right now. I would have loved to have him comment on this also while you're here. And
2: I mean, Rob and I had skated a lot before that IMYTA. I mean, I was lucky. Like, I had met lots of these people in, like, just in history. I mean, ASA and stuff like that i i knew a lot of people from different parts of the country and it was amazing that you know everybody would just be coming up at the same time doing amazing things pushing every sport in my opinion i mean rollerbladers were jumping kinks before skateboarders even thought about it and we told them a million times to do it finally they did it great
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it's true like uh I, some of the things that were happening in rollerblading, I thought skateboarders were never gonna be able to do, but yeah. it's cool to see them to get there but we we drew inspiration off of I think one another like at times oh, yeah. you know they know mm-hmm. oh, this is happening on blades and it kind of pushed them you know so like uh as much as some especially the older guys might not want to admit it uh there was inspiration drawn from from both areas mm-hmm. but um Yeah. Like, I feel like you have like a specific drive to your blading for like, you know, noting like the, that the kink rail and Philly and the, you know, fence to rail and at the IMYTA. And like, it kept on going bigger and bigger. Like, I feel like you had like this drive. What was the driving force for that? Was it like to kind of put rollerblading at a place where it's like, this is something you couldn't mess with. Or was it like, was there like a blader that you were drawing inspiration from for this? Where, Where did that like, uh, style of skating come from
2: i i i think i drew stuff from everywhere it wasn't just i mean yeah dustin latimer was obviously my favorite skater forever but i mean he was on such a different level it was kind of like charles like I, i can watch these people and get inspired to be better at my craft and the greatest thing to be told to me still probably to this day is that I can't do something. Um, like I just, who, who are you to tell me what I can and can't do? I, I want to push my own limits. I want to be the best version of me that I, I can be. And yeah, you're going to screw up a lot trying to live that way. But I mean, that's just, to be the best self I could be was what was driving me. And, you know, I've done one thing, so how can I push it further? Can I push it further? Um, And honestly, that's probably why I burned myself out. Like it became sort of, in in my mind, it became an expectation that if I showed up, I had to do something stupid.
1: (laughs) Right. No, I, I can kind of I can kind of relate to that. Like when you kind of build that uh, hammer reputation around your skating and your name, like when you go out there, it's kind of like you feel like you have to compare yourself to your former self and it's hard to kind of have fun in any natural and carefree way. At least that's what I was experiencing. Um, I'm curious to get into like how you faded away. I always thought it was from the injury, famous injury from the drop kink. Um, so for those who don't know, there was this massive, I mean, you always did drop kinks and like these, you know, routes to drops and, and huge things as well as like, obviously very technical tricks, hurricane tops, hurricane fish, um, and all these other things. But one of them, if I'm not mistaken, was it looked like a drop kink that was very steep off the side of what looked like to be like a factory or a warehouse. And you completely a rave missed-
2: movie theater. And if anyone goes to any rave, go to the back of it and you can try this trick today.
1: Is it what is it? The the rave? The,
2: it's called rave movie theater. It's like a chain of movie theaters, like an AMC or something like that. Okay, it's like that yeah. type of venue, and every single rave theater I've ever seen has these rails off the back of them. So if anyone wants to try it
1: (laughs) it seems like one of the you know you, you always did crazy things but this one seemed like a little wild even for you like probably the most wild one i've ever seen and uh you it looked like probably like one of the worst case scenarios as well like you you grind the rail and you miss the kink completely and it's straight from like the top like maybe like I don't know 12 to 14 feet or higher like directly from like with the impact of grinding down a rail onto your feet and then knees um so what 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 was that injury and experience like
2: yeah i i tore my acl there um Mm -hmm. and i (laughs) such an idiot like i was practicing soul grind on the down on the bottom down part before i went up to the top part and then I decided that I was going to royale it. And Billy, you describe it exactly right. Like, why the hell did I jump off the side with the gap when I could have just gone back onto the stairs? Like, I don't, there were so many things wrong with that whole clip. But, anyways, yeah, I was just like, all right, I'm going for it. And yeah, I got, I tore my ACL, but the doctor that I went to see, I didn't get. Uh, an MRI they just did like that standard you know pull on your knee test and he was like oh yeah you'll do rehab and then come back and see me and did the rehab and I mean it was feeling a little stronger but uh, he was like go skate I did this one trick I like soul grinded a ledge out over an eight stair and just landed forward and the second I landed like pain just shot through my entire leg And, I mean, I was screaming, laying on the ground. And my dumbass didn't go back to the doctor right away. I was like, I'm going to walk around. And literally, my knee was collapsing back the other way. Mm -hmm. And when there was, like, a golf ball sticking out the back of my leg, I finally Mm -hmm. went back. And I was like, something's wrong. And they're like, you don't have an ACL. So I had to do... Six months of rehab after ACL surgery. Charles, I think, had cadaver. I had uh, patella, which is where they take a piece of your patella tendon and screw that in and make that your ACL. Um, And then six months of rehab. And I I started skating. I was skating. Like, I I would say I was all the way back to where I was skating. And the last thing I really did was – something called Rob Thompson and Friends for Mag, And after that was done, I had, I had graduated college. Uh, I had lost all my sponsors, and I was broke. And I had a college diploma. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go try this thing they call real life. And <laughs> see if it's all it's cracked out to be, and let me tell you, bro,
0: it is not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was going to ask what that transition was like. That you know, you, I, you're one of the few people who, like fully admit to like I'm doing a real job thing, like it just transferred like that. And um,
2: yeah, so I spent uh, about 15 years with the same organization, phenomenal organization, great to their employees. Um. Uh, the pandemic sort of happened, and I kind of lost my mind. And I wasn't doing a good job at what I was doing. Like I had said a little earlier, I had, was really treating myself very, very poorly. Um, so I decided, you know, someone else should do this job because they're going to do a better job. And I left. And for the last year, could been kind of trying to figure things out, and ended up here in Atlanta. And I'm. Um, doing strategy work for another sort of financial institution but uh yeah man i just i don't know why i never picked back up rollerblading but when the montgomery monsters i guess a year ago they like dragged me out when they were still building the skate park in birmingham and like i was just running around with them watching skating and i was like god man i missed this and uh Got a pair of skates again. Back to the I couldn't figure out skates. They were way too small. Frankie came in town. They were on some tour. Got to hang out with them a little bit, but like, this was the first time I'd put back on rollerblades in years, and I broke my my ring finger falling off of a curb this high because like I just had no strength. Didn't know what the heck I was doing. But uh, then the Montgomery Monsters took me to Miami, and Frankie was nice enough to let me judge their contest. I saw you there, Billy. and mm-hmm. Man, I've just been, like, finding rollerblading and making sure, like, I'm doing things to make myself happy and, you know, work's fitting in nicely to that at the moment. But, uh, yeah, there's nothing to really write home about about leaving rollerblading. I, I didn't really start a family. I got a dog. You know, just didn't do anything.
0: It just, <laughs> shout out, shout it out, just
2: out
1: to the seems,
0: dog. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't the dog's like, oh,
1: dog. you're talking about me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Did you just um, jump right back into it like when you started skating? Did you feel like you could like... I know you, s- you said it was a struggle before getting back into it, but were you just like, bam, let me just hit this rail or something? Or you no, took those so baby I steps?
2: Done a, I haven't done a handrail yet. I haven't... I ha- I'm like... I want to make sure I can do it. Like, I don't want to die. Trying yeah. wrap. But I mean, I was, I was so out of shape and just like my mind told me you could get right into it. But man, like I saw, t-
0: I fell off a curb this big and broke a finger. Like, mm.
2: How's that happen?
0: You had a pro skate. Like, I broke my finger broke. on a curb like this big, like a few weeks ago, so I don't feel too bad. And I still skate.
2: <laughs> I mean, I was just rolling off it, though. You were oh, probably okay. trying to do something on it.
0: Right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, my mind is like, go go do a drop rail. Try it. You know, get get, get the juice that you want out of this orange. But, uh, no, nah, nah, man. I'm like, like I said, I'm doing soul grinds and Royals. I think I was doing a negative mistrial the other day. I was like, I like this trick. This, this feels comfortable. <laughs> I never yeah, but I, I,
1: I, I think, I think that's also the thing that like when you're, when you're reapproaching roller winning, especially coming back from being like a high level pro, it's good to kind of just find the joys and the little things. Like, I uh, remember like when I was like, not sure where I would go. Cause I wasn't able to really skate how I was. I used to skate after the injury. And then I would come back and I was, I would have trouble having fun. And Miguel kind of pointed out to me like, Hey, you know, just even like doing like a fish brain stall on a quarter pipe is like so much fun. Or like even backsiding a quarter pipe is so much from like the joy of a back royale, sometimes a soul grind. So I think it's just like after you've gone like through this like high path of like trying to like be pro and get everything out of it. When you come back down and just like try to like enjoy it for what it is. I think those are where the kind of fruits are, you know?
2: yeah and you've just hit it on the head like that's what i'm enjoying like literally just doing a soul grind for 30 feet on something you know just being able to hold that grind and like i'm surfing something like that joy wasn't there 15 years ago when i left but for whatever reason maybe it's because i suck now (laughs) 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 it's back and i love it bro like so there's i where i live in atlanta i'm like 20 minutes from every skate park anyone from here is like oh you're 20 minutes from anything um but i was out at this place called hatville skate park and there was this girl out there on roller skates and i mean she must have been later 20s and she's like oh I was out skating and like my confidence is shook and I fell and I was like well I mean how did you fall and like just started talking and she's like I want to try and drop in and I was like well you know let me tell you something it's a lot easier to fall forward than it is backwards like you can see everything coming and I'll stand here and like I, I you'll probably crush me. I probably won't be able to catch you, but at least you'll like think I could catch you. Yeah. And sure enough. She dropped in and like, she had dropped in like four times and like, that's what rollerblading and skating is all about. Like push each other forward, try and just be better at where you are. I don't know. Right.
1: You know that exactly. No, that's perfect. Like, I love that you just went on that because mm-hmm. it, it is that it's like, it's, like you said, like, uh, what someone could take for get granted, like dropping in and someone just learning that. And then the joy of that can often surpass the joy of like the biggest hammer ever, because yeah. there's such a leap from one stage to the next in that, like, it's like, ah, oh, I'm uncertain. I'm not sure. Uh, I mean that that's everywhere. And like, I think even like the highest pros, uh, level pros also seek that when they're doing like whatever is challenging to them. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, that's what it's about. Like for me, like I remember like still to this day, like my most happy moment or my most proud moment was just like doing handrails was a huge deal for me. Like I had like friends that were doing it before me, like the older guys in the neighborhood and I had like a mental block. I couldn't do them. And then when I finally like made myself learn them one day, it was like so big and I like I'll never forget that day. So I, I'm sure like the same was going to occur for the the person who you helped learn how to drop in.
2: Yo, I'd be hard pressed. Any skater out there who doesn't remember doing their first handrail. I mean, mm-hmm. man, I remember that like it was yesterday. And man, that's cutting
0: way back through a lot of crap.
1: Mm-hmm. Is that, Definitely, is that,
0: right? It's like one of the most purest memories of our skating. That's why, because nothing, there was no sponsorship. There was no acknowledgement of like, hey, look at me, who I am. Like, I want to travel here, there. It's just like, that was like the pure time of skating for a lot of us was doing that y'all remember Libeta wheels the orange the beta yeah the orange one yeah. on it beta. with the face on it that yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, was a bunch of cool companies um well, well speaking of wheel companies you mentioned it before a little bit how like you were sponsored by four by four and yeah. i remember it was like wow oh, really, yeah that was epic <laughs> yeah, yeah like it was and then they came out with their most like one of the most epic skate videos of all time, Leading the Blind. And teams, and, yeah, everything. Yeah, but like you didn't have a section in, in there. And it was like, Where's Rob Thompson's section? Like, what happened with that?
2: Yeah, and that was sort of when I was injured too. Like I was like, Oh yeah, I made it back to a hundred percent. Like I, it took me a while to get back and honestly I couldn't film a section. I didn't have Tricks that I felt made up a section that I wanted to put in a video, and I—it was time to move on from our my sponsorship or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. So there was like no intention to film anything for it at all, pretty much.
2: I think I tried, but like I said, I'm a bit I'm I'm a tough critic on myself, and I'm not gonna give you something that i'm not proud of and -hmm. i don't think i gave them anything or what i gave them absolutely was trash So i
0: thought it was trash but uh (laughs) that's 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 high
1: level uh team stuff so so i could I, i know what you're saying especially being a harsh critic myself so i could i could relate i doubt it myself like but i know what you mean yeah um in a little bit, we're going to open it up for questions from the audience and some from, some some of our Patreon members who have some questions for you. But I actually just got a text from Mikey Yeager. And uh, he's watching this episode right now. And he has an insightful up, question Micah? that he would like me to ask you. He said, ask Rob how he broke in his Solomons. It's crazy. How uh-huh. did you use to break in your Solomons?
2: So I always had this thing about... I never skated t- skates real tight. I don't know. Maybe that was from breaking my leg. I, I don't know, whatever. But there used to be this slit right down the back of both sides of the cuff. And I used to take a razor blade and slice that like piece all the way down to where the cuff was like would just flex up like come apart so you could like get way down on grinds which is again something weird now to get used to because you don't have to go nearly as far to a boot to do a royale and the amount of like stuff you can feel in skates now is completely different than i mean you used to feel everything in a pair of skates but yeah we'd cut a cut a slit in the back of the cuff and that was the key to getting a skate started
1: Jeez. So like down like literally behind the back of the skate, yeah. Not so like, like perfectly
2: how... in the back. There was like, it's like on the grooves. sides. Yeah, like uh... on the, right on the side, and you take the mm-hmm. inside one and just slice it.
1: You would cut Can through you ran... it completely.
2: Oh yeah, you would cut like wild. a good inch down into it, and I mean you run uh... the risk because some like if the plastic was bad, like it would eventually come apart. But I mean, I could I could wear out a skate before that. That
0: that happened to me.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow that that is crazy. Thank yeah. you for the insight on that one. Like that's crazy.
0: You have to cut like the main support system that's going <laughs> on in your sketch. Like, <laughs> nah, nah, you no don't good. need that. Yeah, nah, no good. But and so, that
2: wide body that they made for that damn rollerblade, dude, th- you can't put that on a Solomon. It looked so bad. Like if they had come up with like, that. actual soul plates like exist today, that could have flown. But dude, that was the st- ugliest looking piece of shit (laughs) were
0: were you mad you know
1: what
0: it it was i was just saying were you mad that your skate came with it your skate came with a wide body didn't it
2: yeah i took that shit off i tried (laughs) i was like you can't sell it with that and of course giant corporation they're like we don't give a fuck you pick the colors we're we're gonna do what we want now Uh, all right put it on there god yeah. I, do. yeah I mean but some people skated it they liked it whatever do what you want but that looked like shit
0: i think that ruined the solomon also that was like the downfall <laughs> of solomon by far thank
2: you oh yeah I'm a, of, a lot a lot of
0: people of agree with that too though a lot of people Perfect. do yeah <laughs> yeah um, i mean
1: i mean solomon the, the, I, I i understand the purpose behind it but yeah it definitely changed the whole vibe like you know solomon's were known for like being a really good backslide skater like a royale skate but not so much yeah, for yeah. torques and I think they were kind of trying to introduce, like, that more uh, with with that model. But it, like you said, it kind of changed the whole look of the skate, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Did, do you notice, Rob, that, like, a lot of people nowadays still skate Solomons?
2: So I was at a comp. Uh, the Montgomery Monsters put on a competition at their local park in Montgomery a couple weeks ago. And um, a guy named Arsenio was skating, like, some, like, Of the dark blue solomons and he had like custom made soul plates i think like with you know the cnc machine and i was like dude this is amazing this is ingenuity out of control i love it but yeah i I love seeing solomons out there and i swear that i I don't i don't want to put them on because i'm gonna be like nope I got to find a pair of Solomons I can't put on any of the pairs of skates and uh, I'm rocking a skater own brand right now. So uh, I'm pretty happy with what I got.
0: Nice. Yeah. I know. I saw your clips in the, the Montgomery monsters video. Uh, was it forever now too?
2: Yeah. 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 Sick. Those jokers, but- man.
0: I keep telling them
2: like, we got to put a real trick in there. You can't, we can't be using the B roll. That's Instagram. <laughs>
1: no i i i i know what you're saying like but 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 that i think it's like just even having the cameos because like of who you are and like what you've contributed to skating like i'm sure like even now like you know latimer who hasn't skated in forever if he just came out on like royale the curb everyone would be yeah. so pumped and i and i think like that applies to you and a lot of like the people from your generation like if charles were to go out and like get like any trick people would be pumped so i think yeah. uh I think just like i know what you're saying i agree with you like in terms of like a a former version of myself like oh you could do better but um i think some people are just happy to see the clips too you know Mm
2: -hmm. yeah and i mean i like coming out is all because of the montgomery monsters like i was and i've told you guys like i don't do anything with social media so like stuff i see is usually sent to me and what you've just said billy was exactly what they were saying they're like just come hang out like even if you don't want to rollerblade just you know you beat you did skate you were you were a professional skater like people would like to see you and i was like i never really thought about it like that so i just started coming around and you know you can't be around something like that and for too long without being like i gotta get some skates
1: totally yeah. <laughs> no i agree i like I, I, th- I think it is like that and like it, it, it's hard to like relate that to me to like how i feel per- like i think as a per- how i feel like i like agree with you like oh you got to do better but then i think of it from outside like man i would be so pumped to see john elliott macchio a curb like yeah. do you know what i mean you just be yeah. like whoa yes like you know so i think that that applies around the, the field but um uh go ahead awesome i know you got like, some questions
0: yeah and no, um I was just going to say, it seems like you're very happy and satisfied with the way skating went for you. Um, you you look back on it, and like, I can see the like, smile on your face and everything when you're talking to you. You just love it so much. Is there anything that you would have done differently in your skating career, like looking back on it as a 39-year-old adult now?
2: Yeah, man. I mean, I wish I had somehow seen a path for me to stay connected to rollerblading. And there probably was. But I was just too selfish and just, you know, not thinking about, like, what's going to make me happy? What maybe am I thinking other people think I should be doing and how I should be looked at? Like, that's what I would change. I would like to care less about what other people were thinking and more about what I just wanted to do. And that's only comes with age. Like you can't tell a 17 year old crazy ass that they ain't going to listen.
0: Right. I was going to say the same exact thing. That's something that like you advice you get from like a mentor, you know, but like, right. And it's out there too, especially with social media. I know you're not on social media, but like Instagram all the time. I see like motivational speakers and, and advice for 20 year olds, people coming out of school and college and shit. And it's pretty much very similar to what you're saying right now, but it's so hard to hammer that into your head when you're that young. Yeah. And all you see is like yeah. the end product, like people being successful. You're just like, I want to get there, that's it. Like you don't want to necessarily have the patience to go through all that. Um, but yeah, no, that that's a great way to look back on everything because I feel like most of us would have done that as well.
1: But, but also I think I think breaks can be important as well because it like maybe 15 years might be too long for your liking, but I also do think like a break is like you get to like kind of reappreciate or look at things again with new eyes you know i i know John Bellino who he had like three years off rollerblading or something like when he was like at the height of being a pro and then he came he went down and did the music thing and came back and you kind of get to appreciate it in a new way because it's like you know whether it's three years or 15 but like not having it and then seeing like the 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 good things about it. Cause if you're doing it too much, it's kind of easy to get sick of it. Like, it's like, I've had it up to here, but then when, you, when you, it's like, you know, whatever, just like you would take like maybe your hand for granted, unless you like had your hand broken and then you get your hand back and you're like, Oh, my hand's not broken anymore. Like, I appreciate this so much. I can open doors no, on pickles. <laughs> you're right
2: on. <laughs> you're right on. Cause I mean, when we went to Columbus just for the day, I was like, man, I haven't taken a day trip to go skating in I don't know how long this was awesome like everything yeah. is sort of like re-experiencing rediscovering and it's to that same point it's funny like the, thing, dude, the <laughs> things you uh, start to remember like the little tricks that you told yourself on how to do a certain trick or like approach something that start to click into place and you're just like oh I forgot about that and it's just a trip. It's like going down memory lane every time I put on skates.
0: Right.
1: Totally. It's, 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 it's like, a, it's like a, uh, it's like a kind of, it's like access to like your younger self too. Like you said, like you go through those old thoughts and memories. So like when you're engaging in something that you used to do when you were young, it kind of gives you like access to those older memories and those older, uh, feelings that you used to have like as a kid. So it's, it's, it's definitely super valuable.
2: Well, and it's funny you say that too, Billy, because literally when I start skating, I think I probably turn into that person and they're just like, who is this 40 year old acting like a 16 year old, <laughs> like somebody get this guy a helmet, maybe some knee pads. Like, cause I, I get, I like, I've skated with you a few times, Billy, I think, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. but like i get i like have a lot of nervous energy so like i do a lot of talking like mm. the whole time we're skating maybe like when i'm not when i'm doing a trick i won't be talking but i, I talk a lot and like i'm always just saying things missing tricks and i'll like just yell so it's <laughs> it, it's like literally like i transplant myself back to 2001 when i put on skates that's the only way i know how to act
1: <laughs> That's I, I I can totally relate to that too. Like I'll, I'll find myself sometimes I'm trying a trick, getting frustrated, I'm like damn, and then I'm like,
0: wait a minute, <laughs> oh,
1: you're you're almost forty, you're yelling in public, you got to you got to get a grip. Oh, but it, <laughs> like,
2: no, but it's so cool. So like we were at this one skate spot, and uh, my friend Herman was trying to grind this pipe that was connected to. Uh, the building and the owner came out and he was kind of just looking around and I mean we're all clearly not 17 year olds and he's kind of looking and I was like hey man is this your business and he's like yeah and I was like you don't mind that we're here doing this do you and he's like no but watch watch out like that could break I was like if we break it we'll pay for it don't worry yeah (laughs) all right and just went back inside i was like that was amazing it's
1: (laughs) it's so much different being an adult that could pay for something versus 17
0: yeah well i was explaining this too and like getting kicked out of a spot when you're 15 16 17 is way different than getting kicked out of a spot when you're in your 30s or 40s or whatever it is like when you're a kid you try to fight it you like argue with them you're like oh one more try one more try one more try but now you're just like you talk to them sensibly or you'll be like okay i get it i'll just go home I'll, i'll go back to work or whatever you know like it's way different mm. uh perspective on it that yeah. is right you shake um, the guy's hand <laughs> yeah you yeah. shake his hand you go out for a drink <laughs> later work um right. do, before we get into the questions rob do you have any goals with your skating now that you're back and it seems like you're loving it
2: uh i do have a goal i want to throw a contest in birmingham nice Mm, i don't know when it's gonna be i'm having a lot of trouble trying to cut through red tape i'm sure anybody who's thrown a contest billy i'm sure you're familiar austin i'm not sure if you've thrown one but no way uh i'd love to throw out a date and be like i've got to go," but i think there's some other things we got to figure out before we can start talking out about dates but I'd love to throw an event that, you know, people come from across the pond or uh, across the equator. That would be incredible to see people in Birmingham, Alabama. And uh, as much as it might have sounded cliche in that trick, jumping from that fence to that rail, like I was I was pretty serious. I wanted people to come skate Alabama, man. Mm hmm
0: like you said it's alabama no one comes here you got to make them want to come here
2: (laughs) when we moved to alabama my sister was like are y'all gonna live in a trailer do they have shoes (laughs) do they have shoes
1: (laughs) all the
0: stereotypes (laughs) all
2: the stereotypes i just i was i was curious too to know the answer but i wasn't gonna speak up
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's a funny story uh, we're gonna open up for questions now. We have some questions in our Patreon uh, that we asked uh, the other day. We have, I know, people in the live chat probably have a lot of questions too. We so, have some super chats, some super chats going. So, Rob, if you're down with it, we're gonna take some questions from the community. Uh, first one we have from Patreon from Greg G, who asks, as someone who works as an executive in a business setting, does anyone know about your role blading past, or do you ever talk about it?
2: So. A few people do know about my past. Uh, It's not something that I try and bring up, but other people like to bring it up. So (laughs) I I don't know. It's weird. It's like something that I sort of guard. Like, I'm super proud of it. But anybody who really wasn't part of that that part of my life, it's, you know, just kind of I feel like it's a spectacle thing. Does it?
0: That makes sense yeah that's how i feel too when i do like quote professional work too is the same thing someone like who knows would bring it up and i'd be like yeah i skate whatever and then everyone's like oh really what's that about and you gotta like explain it all and kind of you know um like just google or youtube kind of <laughs> type of thing
2: right yeah but uh yeah so it was, it was funny so uh i got in, when i was in my former role i got invited to speak to um a group of attorneys at our institution and lo and behold the whole reason they asked me because the their manager knew that i had rollerbladed and decided to play the bama section to introduce me to talk about strategy what
0: (laughs) in front of how many people
2: in front of like seven lawyers, dude. And like <laughs> this old lady sitting across from me. She's like, I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> That's funny and awesome at the same time.
2: I, I played it good though. I was like, bro, it takes a lot of strategy to be able to execute any one of those tricks. Let me tell you.
0: You should have rolled in on your Solomons with your pro skate with your Rich. name on the skate. <laughs> that would that have been is awesome. name so, on the
2: skate and I the could, wheels.
0: Oh my God. I could just imagine the skit now. Um
1: you're at you're at the business executive meeting and they're like uh, okay Rob you know we got these lawyers and you know, we got a lot of money on the line there's millions on the line right now and we got to sell the strategy show them that you're the person to execute you get up there i got this so as you can see here ton of confidence skill and know-how i don't go into the business without that in my mind so I <laughs> <sound> like <laughs> I could just see it. I can see it being a pitch. I don't know. We got to get that together. Yeah. That's funny.
2: So people find out, but I'm trying not to
0: broadcast it. Right.
1: Yeah. I feel like in the same, like when I've like done uh, whatever work and I'm sure you have the same experience also. And many people who do things in rollerblading and then do other things outside in their in the business world. They're like, Oh, so like, like Tony Hawk stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, yep. Like Tony Hawk. Yep. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's like Tony on. Hawk. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Easy way to get around that. Uh, uh, yeah. Gre- Greg also had a, another great question on Patreon. He says, Birmingham now has an amazing covered skate park and they're building a new huge one in Huntsville. How would the Alabama scene be different if those existed back in the day?
2: Uh, I mean, I, I don't know how it would be different it probably probably would have been bigger for sure i mean it was it was hard to find one another back in the day i mean we'd like talk to each other on AOL chat or whatever that was called and like <laughs> charles really described like making a video and how challenging that was so i i mean i yeah that's how i, th- I think it would have been bigger there would have been more skaters it probably would have pushed the envelope further faster um yeah yeah
0: different generation of skaters now with all the skate parks that we have everywhere all over the world
2: and i love skate like skating park is like a great place to meet and like or learn to do tricks but like man all that stuff's put there to skate y'all like (laughs) for real it's more fun to find stuff that they didn't put this together for you and make yeah. it your own. Totally.
0: The creative aspect of it changes everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, last, pa- last Patreon question we had before we're moving on to the live chat. Uh, Ronnie Rascal says, serious question. Who is Bob Johnson and why does he wear a clown mask? <laughs> <laughs> I saw a few Bob uh, Johnson co- uh, yo, questions.
2: We will get into that at the skate contest.
0: Okay. So we'll okay. leave it at that.
2: then. We can't
1: listen, we, we can't let everything out the bag. We're going to keep That's that in. That's right.
2: I, I told you nothing was off limits, but we'll steer it a little bit. Okay. okay.
0: That's right. <laughs> okay. Um, so for the live chat, we have some super chats coming in here also. Uh, like we say all the time, half our super chats go to our guests and we prioritize the super chat questions. So if you have any dropping below, um, Ben Sanders says huge inspiration, Rob, what moment most made you feel like a rock star? Good question.
2: Yeah, I like that one. Uh dude, I mean without question that I'm YTA trick. Like yeah. that felt like a rock star in rollerblading. I will tell on myself, like from acting like a rock star perspective, like when we used to go to France every year on the Solomon team and we would do like product testing and like just Kick it, and you know they'd shaft us with contracts and all that fun jazz. But uh, <laughs> we got kicked out of one hotel and had to go stay in another hotel that was right above the train tracks. And I'm gonna bring Brandon Campbell into this. Him and I broke <laughs> this painting off the wall and then threw it down onto the train tracks with like a whole bunch of other stuff from the hotel room. That. Felt like a rock star moment. I'm not proud of that, but shit, it was fun.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's good to have (laughs) it in the back. (laughs) Uh,
0: Ben Sanders also had another super chat question. He asked, did you ever consider starting a product company?
2: Uh, I always wanted to start a skate company. But, you know, big dreams die hard sometimes. And I'll leave that to the smarter people.
1: Hey, man, there's time. (laughs) <laughs> but I think he dodged a bullet. If i was being honest, you. <laughs> um, do you
0: have any uh, regular questions?
1: Yeah, yeah, up? we got some regular questions we'll take here before we go into the Patreon and go through uh, some some of the section commentary on some
0: of these parts coming up. Awesome. What parts do we have lined uh, up? We have uh, this is Solomon, and we have either underestimated or the first reject section. I'll let Rob. Pick which one he wants to go through. I'll let Very your cool.
2: patrons pick that.
0: Well, well, let's. All okay, right. you let us know in the live. Maybe, chat maybe we'll, sk-
1: maybe we'll squeeze three. Maybe, we'll, yeah, let us know in the live all chat. Right, yeah, Whatever, I'm down. Um. So Spook Wackadoo says, "Who's your favorite up and comer?"
2: Oh man, that's telling. Like, I don't, I don't know all the up and comers. You're
0: not on social media, like. Honestly, can't
2: answer that. My favorite up and comer is uh,
0: Malachi. I thought you were gonna say Malachi. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> that's what I was waiting for. <laughs> I had to I think get. That's there. a good answer. I was
2: honestly trying to think. I was like, "Who have I seen?" Where?
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Um. So Dope Tag asked a few questions. One of them, um, was, I think we've answered. What's the best feeling you got while skating? Um. But in, uh, his first question is what is the trick that you are most proud of maybe several tricks um that could be the soul grind too but it could be also uh something different
2: yeah the fence to the rail was more of like i'd call that a party trick um that rail in philadelphia that topsail was probably the first most serious trick that i had done and i was super proud of that because i laid it down for the denial team and like man i was getting props from jeff fredericks when we were at the house like everybody was giving me props that was the best best feeling i ever had was that one
1: that's sick especially those guys like the forefathers in philly they had like the the house jimmy lived on i believe was called winter street which is like him jason diaz brian lux frederick was there all the time so i can imagine the commotion that was around when you landed that trick for sure
2: they weren't there. We just went there and partied after it was done. They watched it. All I bet <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's so sick.
2: And I mean, I was like, I was like fifteen years old, man. I was a little ass kid too. I wow. was having so much fun.
1: That's so sick. Like first time up in. Well, you're from, like, you know, not far away in Pittsburgh, but probably first but time it in was Philly. Was the
2: first time. Yeah, first. Yeah.
1: Time. Wow. Okay. Uh, seventeen. 17- BKS says uh, the ridiculous Backside Royale 270 to one story drop in G15. Um, was that one try only?
2: That was Battle My Crew, right?
1: Battle My Crew, yeah.
2: So, no, that was not first try at all. And the 360 out was a complete accident. No.
0: I was no. trying 180
2: out. And I actually no. I busted my lip on my knee that you don't see i mean i landed it perfect i didn't even touch the ground but like i did i didn't judge how big the drop was like i mean i i was still a little kid in that video too Mm -hmm. so like the the gravity just kept me spinning and i landed it (laughs) that was back in the day when we could just put trash in videos like oh man that was sick yeah put it in (laughs)
1: No, that was that was back to epic we were, to
0: this we had We had cat like reflexes and we could pull shit off like that too.
2: <laughs> right. Yes, that was very true.
0: Insane. Um okay, Dope Tag has so many
1: questions. I feel like we could take yeah. one more from him. <laughs> um uh, we'll go with his question six. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Brandon Campbell? Did it feel competitive to skate with him? It's a good question.
2: Uh so it's funny like when i think about competition it's completely different than other people think about it Uh, i always had this reputation like i wanted to show you up uh really i'm just not smart enough and the tricks you do inspire me to want to try those tricks um and that's normally what was happening in with brandon like we just fed off each other man like i don't I never really was trying to compete with him. It was just really like, you know, you want to do something. I I know you're good enough to do it. I'm going to get behind you and support you. And you do the same for me. And that's sort of how that went.
1: That's cool. Yeah. Um, All right. We'll take like two or three more. I got a couple lined up here. But Tim Parker says, What was your favorite place you've traveled to skate?
2: Again, I, I didn't skate, but Solomon sending me to Puerto Rico was amazing. And Johnny Donahoe took the best picture ever of me standing in this graveyard, literally the over the ocean. Like, mm-hmm. I wish I had this picture. He, Oh, man, it was amazing. Like, that was the best place I've ever been. And I just want to put this out there, like, when we traveled to skate we didn't see cool stuff like a place is a place is a place in skating that's i wish i had seen cool stuff when i was in like scotland and ireland and uh england like but <laughs> we didn't see anything we the, we were the help go skate <laughs> <laughs>
1: no i was i remember trying to explain this to my uh ex-girlfriend years ago she was like, oh, but you've been here. You've been to, you know, Spain yeah, and Paris. Insane. And I was like, listen, I've been to Paris two times. I, I've never seen the Eiffel Tower, but I can tell you what Bercy, <laughs> oh. the down ledge looks like. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's, <laughs> yeah. you'd go to Paris and you'd go straight to like the skate spot. You're like, oh, I'm at like a skate spot in France. But like, you're not seeing like the the, the local things or like, like no, I said, I've been I, to Paris twice, never seen the Eiffel Tower.
0: So Yeah,
2: <laughs> I will bring this up. There was a comp in New York That I went to.
0: ECTS. New
2: York. New York was an awesome. Every time we went there, I had a fucking blast. I loved New York. Um, And that comp specifically has a special place in my heart because that was so much fun.
0: Yeah, I have a memory of that too because I was on the train with my friends when you were on the train also going to the spot. You're talking about the globe, right? flushing. Yeah. Yeah, so we were on the train. We were late.
2: Didn't I like show up? Yes. Didn't we show up late?
0: From what I, I from what I remember, and we all remember, like we showed up late, and you just put your skates on. It was like your heat, from what I remember, and you laced every trick better than everyone else. You did like fish brain of Savannah. You cleared the grate by like twenty that's feet. Right. You, that's I, I right. forgot what else you did. You did a million other tricks that were just all perfect. And we were like, wasn't he on the train with us? Didn't he just get? All, he just put his <laughs> skates on, and you destroyed it. So that's funny <laughs> that you mentioned that. Dude,
2: that co- that was so much fun that trip.
0: Mm-hmm. They started yeah, calling me one.
2: Mr. Burns, getting on that train because I was standing by the train like this, <laughs> just waiting. Johnny took a picture of my ass. Thank <laughs> God social media didn't exist, man. They were like all oh, his liver spots, Rob. He's working <laughs> on them. I know.
0: Johnny, we got to see that uh, Mr. Burns photo. <laughs> Damn. Well,
1: R.I.P. R. Johnny Donahue. Johnny Preston.
0: We gotta. We gotta. Yeah, that, that's, that's hilarious. We got to see that somewhere. That's yeah. amazing. It's probably somewhere.
1: Mm. Uh, yeah. Um. I got a couple more questions here. I'm going to take, but uh, I just since we brought up Johnny, I saw he was in your notes, and uh, did you did you have anything you wanted to share about our experiences with Johnny?
2: Yeah, I already said it. Like the best picture that I ever saw of myself, he took, and I mean, he photographed all of my rollerblading for Solomon, and it was a great dude, man. He was. So funny. I mean, I didn't know him outside of us traveling around together, but man, like when I think about photography, like him and Wes or the and Sean, like those are anybody who thinks they can take photographs, I'd put those three dudes up against anybody in this
1: world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, straight up, so many good. Th- yeah, those those two are so good as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, we'll take two more questions actually you know maybe yeah we'll take two more um, montgomery monsters asks well, this is a good one what's the craziest hammer that you've ever witnessed
2: Ooh. so charles's top to roof ride to wall ride that's at sanford university he did that before he tore his ACL too. That was probably the craziest hammer I witnessed. And I'm glossing over things I know if I had spent a lot of time sitting here, I probably would come up, but that bubbles up to the top of my mind right away.
0: Was that the kink rail?
2: Yeah, it was like a green kink rail.
0: Yeah, next to the wall um, kind of. Yeah. That was so sick. That was, yeah, that was in VG-15 I think also. And the photo oh, was in and- Daily Bread.
2: The scariest fall I ever watched was Ian McCloud fucking dying, trying to jump the leap of faith during an ASR contest. I thought that man was dead, dude. Because I thought he was just going to do what everybody else and their mom had done and like just go hop over it. This man was like, I'm going to fucking jump the whole thing and then clipped it. Damn. Uh, I thought he was dead, dude. I can't even.
0: That was Ian uh, Brown, wasn't it? Not Ian, Ian Brown. Leap. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, I was like, Ian yeah, Cloud yeah, yeah. jumped the leap of faith? Yeah. Yeah, that was nah. that was a wild... That was one of the worst falls <laughs> ever in the leap of faith. Jeez.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Okay, we'll take this last one. I think this is a good one. Uh, Nathan Chase says, Rob, what's one trick you see or used to see that always made you envious? A trick you couldn't do or had trouble doing? I Ooh. think that's a good question for you because you didn't have many of those. Like, you were able to spin... Hurricane topsoil one way, 360 topsoil the other way. You you had a lot of tricks spinning in and out both ways. I'm curious to know the answer to this one. So that's
2: tough, right? A trick that I'm envious of.
1: Or a trick that you couldn't do that you had trouble doing.
2: So I cannot do... I can do, like, one or two switch tricks, but I don't skate switch because when I broke my leg when I was 12 in three places, my leg doesn't line up straight. So, like, my foot, if it's straight, my knee's curved in like that. So, Mm. like, doing switch tricks, I just, like, can't do switch tricks. So, every time I watch Maddie do a badass switch trick, it makes me envious. There you go
1: hmm okay that's a, that, that's that's a good question yeah
0: i like that one
1: all right well um we're gonna go to the patreon now and check out some of these sections and go through that um rob i just want to say thank you for coming on this podcast and sharing the story with us hopefully we'll have you come on again but before we let you go do you have any last words, shout outs or people you want to thank yous things like that before uh, we end this
2: Yeah, sure. Um, Yeah, first of all, thank you guys. This was fun. Like I said, you know, I had spent a couple days thinking back on all these things and amazing time of my life. I should probably think about it a little more. Um, uh, Big thank yous to to my parents that I've already mentioned. You know, they sacrificed so much to, to let me follow a dream as a really young kid. So, Shout out to them, Charles, Trace, Bama Crew, everybody. I'm gonna forget Montgomery Monsters, uh, every skater who's come before me that you know pushes the envelope or wants to do their own thing, and everybody who comes after me. Uh, just keep having fun. If if you lose having fun, that's that's gonna it's gonna get even more rough. So just have fun.
0: Hell yeah.
1: That's what's up. Thank Rob you, Rob. And uh, I'm sorry. Else
0: I, no, no, I was going to say, Rob, this has been awesome having you. Thank you so much for coming on this. I genuinely enjoyed the hell out of every second of this episode. I think everyone else in the chat did also. Um, don't go anywhere. We're going to stay here and do the Patreon stuff. But for everyone watching, thank you so much. And we'll catch you all on the next one. Peace.